Ubisoft allegedly has 11 Assassin's Creed games planned, and I have to ask, is that too many? I love AC games as much as the next person, and I've even defended their departure into the more open-world action games with AC Origins, AC Odyssey, and AC Valhalla. That's obviously a big point of contention in the community is that these aren't really considered Assassin's Creed games, and my favorite one actually is Assassin's Creed Origins, maybe close in contention with Black Flag or AC Brotherhood. But 11 games seems kind of high, and I I wanted to look at the 11 and just sort of give my thoughts and my hopes for each. We do have information on some of these, even in their sort of beginning beginning concept or prototype phases. I also want to ask the question, is this a danger of quantity versus quality? I'm also curious if Assassin's Creed Mirage will be enough to satisfy those asking for a return to AC Roots. Now, I put all of the good information right here at the beginning so you don't have to go looking for it. It's a longer video because it's a live stream. Once I'm done going through the opening monologue, I discuss it with a live audience. So if you like this kind of content, Hit the subscribe button, hit the bell button, so you don't miss my shows. So with 11 Assassin's Creed games planned for the future, many are asking the question, why so many? And maybe even, is this too many? I have been a huge fan of the AC games ever since I sort of binge-played my way through AC1, AC2, and Brotherhood, all back to back. Now, I got a little burned out back then. I couldn't make it through Revelations just because it was too many games in a row. I sort of missed out, but I've loved the series ever since that experience that I had. Now, I followed this up by really loving Black Flag. AC Black Flag is considered one of the best by many fans of the franchise, and ultimately I landed on my favorite being Assassin's Creed Origins. That is sort of the point when the game took a bit of a turn into a more open world action game and less of a stealth-based assassin game. Now, personally, I wish I would have had time for AC Odyssey and AC Valhalla, but those games are incredibly huge, and if you don't have time to give to them, you're not really going to be able to complete them or even make a dent in the massive world and the amount of things there for you. So first First, I want to look at the list of the AC games currently planned that are either in development. Some of them are in uh, concept phase, but we have information on them. Some of these games are right around the corner. There's a handful that I'm really looking forward to, but also there is one surprise in this list that I think is going to equally excite fans, but also frustrate them. Second, I want to ask the question, is this a quality versus quantity situation? We know that different teams, different objectives, even different game types are on the horizon underneath the Assassin's Creed banner. But will this spread quality or even the brand or the franchise too thin? Lastly, I want to ask the question, will AC Mirage be enough? I have my own thoughts and theories about what the reception to Assassin's Creed Mirage will be, but seeing how it is meant to be a love letter to fans of the classic style, I'm curious to see if it will actually satisfy fans or not. So, first let's just look at the 11 titles on the horizon and the first is sort of the one right around the corner AC Mirage and it has a release date of October the 12th 2023 and it joins the army of games landing in October for some reason 2023 has just decided that October is where every game is going to land and now it's probably a good time to say what I think about AC Mirage I actually think this game is going to flop 
with the audience that has been begging for it. I don't think the game itself necessarily will flop, but those who have been asking for a return to form, they really want to go back to the roots of the AC franchise, I think they're going to just sort of shrug at this after a few hours. They're going to say, yeah, I get it. This really isn't recapturing the magic of what I remember the AC games were when they first came out. Even the gameplay shown recently, I don't think it looks that appealing. Performance in the footage was even kind of spotty. But let's just say they nail it, okay? I have my own concerns about what we saw in the footage, and it just doesn't look like a a very polished game. And that that obviously could change. Sometimes those trailers are old builds. So, I mean, maybe this thing's going to absolutely nail it. Even if the game runs fine, if it delivers on all of its promises, I think most players will get a few hours in, and they're going to realize why they left behind the old systems, the old approach, the old philosophies. Too often, I think we look back and we remember the experience of a game and we forget how transformative that game was, as in it transforms us. It sort of changes our expectations and what we like to see or hope to see in certain games. The first Assassin's Creed game launched 16 years ago, and so much has changed in the time with respect to games of this type. And we have changed as gamers along with the industry. I certainly hope that I am wrong, because I loved the early AC games back in their day, and I hope AC Mirage can pull it off. Now, the second game I want to talk about is AC Nexus. This is a VR game, and I've actually come a really long way in VR with playing the games and wanting the games, because in similar fashion, VR games have come a long way as well. Recently, I found myself wanting to jump back in and continue playing VR games after playing them, uh, Synapse is the one that really hooked me recently. A great rogue shooter with telekinesis. It's awesome. It's it's on PSVR 2. But also Beat Saber. I really want to continue playing Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. The demo really impressed me. Honestly, a lot of this is because VR has truly gotten better and jumped in quality. It seems like out of nowhere, the quality of VR has dramatically improved and increased. Now, I know fans of VR will tell me it's always been this good. That simply isn't true. Graphically, the games have had a huge uptick in what they look like. Some of this is because I think you see PlayStation throwing their weight behind it, which should cause some good competition in the market with like the meta and other, you know, devices so i may actually have to snag one because it looks like this ac nexus game assassin's creed nexus a vr game is going to potentially be exclusive to the meta quest 2 and the meta quest 3 i might have to try to get one i've got a pico 4 that was sent to me i've got my psvr 2 i'm suddenly amassing vr equipment as someone who always sort of looked at it with a raised eyebrow i always said the only way vr was going to take off is if they could get the games and i think it's going to be tough to get the games because it's such a smaller market of potential consumers but in the gameplay for Nexus, we've only seen simulated gameplay. That's obviously a concern that I have whenever I'm going to be playing a PSVR 2 game or a Pico game, any VR game in general. We saw in the simulated gameplay, we saw parkour, we saw melee combat, stealth, we saw bow combat, hand-to-hand sword fighting, and obviously a stealth assassination. He sort of jumped from a high place. But these types of games will always be sort of twofold for me. One, I have a question is if the gameplay 
can flow in a way that's enjoyable as well as true to the franchise, right? Or sneaking around, we're jumping from buildings. But the second question I always have is, am I going to get motion sick? Even as much as you adjust to VR motion and movement, certain things may always be a bit too much. Jumping from a building to another building or falling from a great height, it still makes me feel a bit weird. A few cliff jumps in Synapse where I sort of fell from a cliff, it really sort of made me feel woozy. And while the rest of the game felt totally fine, those moments stood out and I I tended to avoid doing that. Well, an Assassin's Creed game is very much going to center around oftentimes jumping from high locations and that could be very immersion breaking and enjoyment breaking people might not like it so I'm excited to see an Assassin's Creed VR game I hope they can pull it off and I also would love to see this land on the PSVR too so I don't have to buy a whole nother (laughs) VR device the third game in the mix here is Assassin's Creed Jade AC Jade is their mobile game and we actually have heard good things about this from those that saw it and got their early hands on with it as far as mobile games go this type of thing doesn't really bother me if it lands on mobile and it's good great doesn't really interest me either with the continued growth and dominance of mobile games we're likely going to see more big franchises trying to kick their games over to mobile hopefully they can avoid all of the mobile game microtransaction pitfalls and just deliver a great, great game. So that was three of the 11 games. Now, the fourth game is AC Red. Assassin's Creed Red is the one with the teaser trailer with sort of the ninja on the rooftop in what looks like feudal Japan. Currently, the leaks are pointing to two playable characters, one samurai and one shinobi. Now, does this mean two separate playthroughs? I don't know. Do you pick one character and the playthrough is completely different? Different storyline, different character, different motivations, right? A shinobi and a samurai are going to have very different views of the world and and honor and everything else. Are they going to be interwoven? Are you going to be switching between the two as you play throughout the game? Or is it just one main playthrough and you can just decide who you want to play with and then the characters, the skills, and the fighting styles would be the main differences. You simply just choose somebody and you kind of stick with it. Ubisoft Quebec is working on this one and they started with Black Flag and then they went on to do Syndicate and Odyssey so they have some good games under their belt I had I thought there were good things to enjoy about all three of those Black Flag obviously probably being the standout for many people so there's a good team working on AC Red I will say that this is the Assassin's Creed game that I'm looking forward to the most obvious comparisons to Ghost of Tsushima will happen if they focus too much on the samurai playstyle. But I would love some good swordplay like what we got in Tsushima. I think the swordplay in Tsushima is immaculate. Many people who claim, you know, games by Sony are only movie games, it's clear they've never played a game like Tsushima, especially when you turn the difficulty up. Those duels can be incredible. Very responsive, very pristine controls. And not having that in an Assassin's Creed game where you have a samurai, I think would be a big sort of loss. I know the worry about concerns of being compared to Tsushima will be there, but I still think they should do it. Also, playing as a shinobi or a ninja, I think that's the perfect fit for Assassin's Creed. It's kind of amazing that they've waited this long. 
The fifth game in the lineup here is Assassin's Creed Hexe, or AC Hexe. This is apparently going to be a completely different AC game. It's being described as a new flagship title that will be, quote, a very different type of Assassin's Creed game. According to Games Radar, an uncorroborated rumor from Bloomberg has suggested that the game will be set in Central Europe during the 16th century, a pivotal time in history. A sort of mass hysteria gripped the continent as 80,000 people were executed, all for the crime of being in league with the devil. Hearsay, fear, and spectral evidence were driving forces behind the devastating 16th century witch trials, and it could make for a truly fascinating setting for the Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, it could also be a great allegory for how we treat people in modern day on social media, but I actually think this could be amazing. It could be a more darker, more witch trial Maybe a little bit like Blair Witch, you know, kind of spooky. Maybe some Jack the Ripper vibes. I don't know. This could be, I think, a really cool game, a cool departure from what Assassin's Creed is known for. I do want to say that is one of the potential good things that could come out of this is we end up with some very unique, some very different AC games in the lineup. The sixth game is AC Invictus. This is allegedly a multiplayer game. One of the members of the team working on Invictus is coming from For Honor. And according to an earnings report from Ubisoft, quote, Project Invictus is a standalone experience that is bringing back multiplayer to the series and will be playable via Assassin's Creed Infinity. I'll talk about Assassin's Creed Infinity in a moment. That's not a game. It's a hub, and it's I'm confused about it. But speculation right now is that this will be a free-to-play game that may draw from multiplayer ideas like we've seen in For Honor. Personally, I struggle to see multiplayer working in the AC universe, at least in a long-term sense. I'm open to be p- being proven wrong, though, right? This could be a very good and successful game. I always think for games like this, where you're getting into hand-to-hand combat, it's a, it's a very, very uh, small market that's going to find it appealing and you always have to worry about latency and connection issues and then obviously you got to have people playing or it just doesn't work so that is the sixth game ac invictus now seven and eight are going to continue the theme of multiplayer all right so seven and eight in the 11 planned assassin's creed games these are only in their concept or prototype phase we have ac raid and ac echoes so assassin's creed raid and assassin's creed echoes i'm actually very curious what they can come up with from a multiplayer standpoint according to insider gaming Ubisoft Chengdu has pitched Project Raid, a free-to-play, four-player cooperative title that will be PvE. It's believed that the title's characters will all be from the Assassin's Creed universe. Now, my hope when I heard they were making some multiplayer Assassin's Creed games, I was like, I would really love to see one that's more co-op in the way that it's designed, something that's like a live service game. Maybe you can boot up and go do missions together. Maybe it's got this big expansive world with quests and things to do. I think a game that would be a hundred co-op in the AC universe could be amazing. Think of games like It Takes Two or A Way Out, a game that you can only play cooperatively. I think Assassin's Creed would be absolutely perfect for that. I know that's pretty ambitious to make a game that's basically only co-op, but if they're making a four-player, you know, cooperative PvE game, it's certainly within the realm of possibility. 
the potential plans they have separate characters and playstyles in AC Red I could certainly see an amazing co-op Assassin's Creed game also for Assassin's Creed Echoes according to Insider Gaming Ubisoft Annecy known for developing the multiplayer portion of games like Assassin's Creed and Splinter Cell they are also co-developing the Division 2 with Massive Entertainment and they have pitched Project Echoes Okay, which has been described as a multiplayer title that will use Ubisoft's Scalar technology that's all we know about that one number nine is another another single player game it's still in concept it's still in prototype phase it's called ac nebula assassin's creed nebula according to insider gaming is being worked on by ubisoft sophia they are known for co-developing assassin's creed 3 assassin's creed rogue and project nebula is an assassin's creed title that will have three different settings india aztec empire and the mediterranean number 10 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save number 11. It's the one that's probably going to make you mad, but maybe excite you at the same time, right? Number 10 likely means that they see a lot of promise and potential already in AC Nexus. Apparently, they are already discussing AC Nexus 2 internally, so they must like what they see. They must like the initial response, whether it's being tested internally or having you know private you know people brought in just to play the game and give their feedback. They must like what they see if they're already talking about doing an AC Nexus 2. And then number 11, you may have seen this, right? You may have seen the fact that this has been in talks for a while. There were rumors, there were leaks, and now this is getting some traction. Number 11 is a Black Flag remake. According to TheGamer.com, Ubisoft Singapore, the team behind Skull and Bones, is allegedly involved to remake the game due to its ocean rendering technology. Now, this is why I said it would equally excite you and enrage you. Why not just make Black Flag 2? Why not just do that remake instead of Skull and Bones? Why even make Skull and Bones? Now, this could all mean that the delay of Skull and Bones is allowing them to make the game further along, maybe more like Black Flag than just some ship battle simulator. I remember distinctly pulling up footage of Assassin's Creed Black Flag. I watched for 60 seconds and I got irritated that such an older game seemed so superior in its gameplay and content loop than Skull and Bones. He dove off the boat, he swam, he found some treasure, he climbed back on his boat, and then he went on his way. Just that sequence of gameplay, in my mind, was miles ahead of what we have seen with Skull and Bones. I'm genuinely torn about the Black Flag remake, mainly because I'm worried it will be much like what I said about AC Mirage. Will the game age well, okay? If they just make it look next-gen, is it really going to be an amazing game? I don't know. Does the core game stand tall enough to stand the test of time? Wouldn't a truly big open sequel in the vein of AC Origins or Valhalla be better for like a Black Flag 2? So, that's 11. That's 11 Assassin's Creed games that are planned or they're in prototype, which leads me to ask the question... Is this going to be a quality versus quantity situation? Whenever I see this level of focus on quantity, the first thing I think about is quality. Obviously, the pushback will be that these are all different teams. It's not like you've got one dev team trying to make all 11 games. And it would, I think, also be a fair point to push back on my concern and say, listen, the team working on the VR game and the team working on the mobile game, these are very specific teams of people with skill sets. It's not the same as whoever's working on Assassin's Creed Red. 
But with respect to artistic vision, this could very much be a throwing everything at the wall and see what sticks. And that could be damaging to the brand itself. Do we honestly think that every single one of these games is going to be great or even good? Surely there's some mediocre or maybe even bad games in the mix. The odds of all of these games being excellent brand ambassadors seems unlikely. However, Assassin's Creed, in my estimation, has been very consistent. Even though the community was torn on Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla, all three of them did very well and have scored well and have sold well. This really makes me ask about AC Infinity. What's the goal of this? Is this been the goal the entire time? Assassin's Creed Infinity is a hub, a central hub to put all of your Assassin's Creed games. Now, early rumors made it seem like AC Infinity would be the next live service game, sort of implementing everything they learned from Valhalla. And that has obviously not come true, right? It, it, it was never really true. These are just rumors. So giving me an animus to access all of the Assassin's Creed games just seems unnecessary. That's the only word I can come up with. Like, it just seems unnecessary. This feels like a corporate-level decision, and then these 11 games could sort of be the result of that corporate-level decision. Hey, we're going to launch this hub. we got to have games to put in it. I mean, they were talking about Assassin's Creed Infinity on this earnings call. That's where these games are landing. There's always the lingering potential that a bunch of these also just get cancelled in their early stages. The ones that are in their prototype phase or their concept phase, two of those are multiplayer games, and we know that multiplayer games are struggling right now to land stick the landing, and then set out to sea successfully. This leads me to one more pressing matter that I would like to talk about, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Just this morning, there's new behind-the-scenes, an IGN Assassin's Creed Mirage behind-the-scenes video released about Basim, and they were focusing on the character. It's a more classic Assassin's Creed setting. It's a narrative-driven game. It all sounds great, right? They also pointed to how they focused on him having one main weapon, his sword, setting him apart from Eivor in Valhalla. They also said that he will need to rely on his new tools, and that, quote, this is a fresh twist on the Assassin archetype. While I think the story and the cast and the setting all look promising, I can't help but think this will not deliver what everybody is hoping for. In a similar way to going back to old games, and they never really recapture that original feeling. In an extreme example, my daughter was playing through GoldenEye recently, okay, on the Xbox. The music, the levels, the sounds, it all took me back. But there wasn't a part of me that suddenly wanted a remake or a brand new GoldenEye game. That's an extreme example, I know. GoldenEye was very, very early. Assassin's Creed games, at some measure, they've aged quite well. Obviously, my bias is that I think the evolution of the AC games was necessary. And a step back to the classic format, I think will prove me right. I think it'll prove that we needed to leave this behind. I know people disagree with me, but that's what I think is going to result. In the most genuine sense, I hope I am wrong. I would love to play a classic AC format game and have that original magic recaptured. But if any of my recent nostalgic trips down memory lane have taught me anything, it's unlikely to happen. A VR game and an AC red game certainly have my attention, and I am tentatively excited for AC Mirage. So when the dust settles on these 11 Assassin's Creed games, I hope there is far more good than bad. Because the last thing I want is the other extreme, a gaming world without Assassin's Creed in it. 
So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusion. While I enjoy the prospect of lots of Assassin's Creed titles in the future, I have to wonder about maybe new IPs. Some of the many teams working on this could bring their talents, their ideas to bear on a new game, on a new game type, on new games in general. At some level, it kind of sounds like that's the plan. You have a lot of teams that want to make unique games, but Ubisoft is making a strategic decision. They're attaching it to all an all and well-known recognizable brand's name. So I can't necessarily disagree with the strategy as long as we get good games at the end of the day. Number two, Basically, where I land on this is that I care more about getting good games than the brand's name. So if in the process of this big Assassin's Creed push, they harm the brand in some way, that's only really concerning if we don't get quality games in the future. At at the end of all of this, we could get a bunch of very different and very good Assassin's Creed games. You've got one where you could be playing as a shinobi and a samurai. You've got one that's going to take place maybe during the witch trials and be dark and spooky. And then you've got one right around the corner with a return to the classic style. And multiplayer games, co-op games. There's a lot that could happen here that could be very good, but also could be very bad. My conclusion is this. 11 new Assassin's Creed games could very much be too much of a good thing. Even Call of Duty and the infamous sports games, they only launch on an annual cadence. At this pace, Assassin's Creed is looking to be the most consistent launch franchise over the next 5 plus years. And that could either be a very good or a very bad thing. I for one hope it is a good thing. And at the very least, it could mean another step in the evolution of Assassin's Creed. And that's the show open. Thank you guys so much for being here. This is the week that leads into my vacation. So if you're watching this as a past broadcast, thank you guys so much for all that you do for the channel. Just a heads up. I told you this would happen. We have significantly dropped on membership. There was about a month ago you guys went crazy. We are now down below 3,000. So we, we about a month ago, you guys went insane. Over a period of like 48 hours, you get you gifted over 1,000 members. So this is the week to push back and get us that cushion before I go away on vacation. So be sure to get the member goal started strong today on Monday. These are great days to gift members as well. It's a smaller batch of our audience because we're not covering some big, huge, controversial topic. When we drill down on a specific game, we tend to only really stream to the core audience, and that's totally fine. Somebody may be watching this as a past broadcast. If you like the idea of tuning in every day to a safer work, you know video game podcast make sure and hit subscribe these topics tend to do better when i'm not live because over time everybody's going to be getting more interested in these 11 assassin's creed titles there's over 400 people here we should easily have 200 likes make sure you guys are smashing the like button roger hits 18 months of membership just got back from vacation what'd you do to lono's beard yeah it's almost back it's almost back we hit that crazy member goal of, you know, 4,000 4, or whatever, and I had to, to shave it. It'll be back probably by the end of this week, and that was the only thing during the show open. Usually, people have not been doing Super Chats or membership during the show open because I don't see them. I have to go back and look at them after the fact. Good to see you in chat, Sven. Good morning, Stone Spire. How are you? Uh, Veter says thanks for the gift. DK Bagger says it's a long road back to 4,000 members, but we can do it. He kicks things off with a gifted member to start the day. Veter hits 13 months. He says, Here we go for year two. Welcome back, 
Veter. I'm hoping quality Assassin's Creed games. Well, I guess I'm curious which one you guys think stands out the most, right? Which which one stands out the most? Any game that has campaigns or game modes? I'm not sure what you're saying. Rissick with 22 months and it's a VIP gold. Hit like, buy some coffee, and have some fun, everybody. Thank you so much, Rissick. Appreciate you so, so much. Swade says, how many of those are going to get canceled, though? What about the other non-AC games in the pipeline? I'm interested in several of the AC games, but they better not screw up Outlaws. Swade, I, I, here's what I want to say about that. Javier gives some membership. One at a time is just fine. We'll walk our way back to 4,000 members, no doubt. Well, first we got to walk our way back into 3,000. We dropped all the way. We dropped all the way. You guys went crazy a month ago. Good morning, kill you. Good to see you. Here's my thoughts on that, Swade. A lot of the games that got canceled seemingly were canceled so teams could focus on Assassin's Creed. Like, that seems to be the strategy. There was even an interview or something where they said that. That was a, that might have been an earnings call. They wanted to focus... They wanted to focus their, like, their energy... Hey, somebody ordered some coffee! <clears throat> Sorry about that. Hey, somebody ordered some coffee. Thank you so much for doing that. Let us know in chat if it was you. Try uh, Tying all these games to AC limits their creativity, says Eugene. Does it, though? Because they basically did whatever they wanted. I mean, AC Valhalla feels nothing like AC Origins. This this Assassin's Creed Hexa game. They're like, oh yeah, it's going to be during the witch trial. It's going to be all dark. There's allegedly Assassin's Creed Red. You can play as a shinobi or a samurai. I I, I honestly think they're going to say, nah, these we just do whatever we want now. I actually think they're going to upset the Assassin's Creed fans even more with all of this. It's just going to be non-stop like flow of games that don't feel like Assassin's Creed games to the, you know, the hardcore fans. Brian with 12 months of membership and it's a VIP that's a whole year. Great start to an exciting week. Love the info and the content. Keep up the grinding and I know you'll get back to 4K members and beyond. Oh, I I'm I have I have no doubt we'll get back to where we're supposed to be. If you guys like today's shirt, by the way, it's like a Punisher Mandalorian mashup. It's killer. This is another one from Ripped Apparel. Make sure you use the shirt command in chat or there is, I'll put a link in the description uh, below this video so that way you can get that as well. That's just another easy way uh, to support me and uh, get yourself some cool, cool merch. Me personally, I didn't vibe well with Valhalla. Origins was pretty good, though. Yeah, Assassin's Creed Origins is still my favorite to this day. Uh, I said the style of gameplay are game modes in modern gaming. Our expectation of experiences is higher now. You'll be firmly reminded of that when Mirage drops. Javier bumps the line again, trying to tempt people to get involved with gifted members. Hits it up to 3 out of the 25. Thank you so much for doing that, Javier. The gaming news is ramping back up. Lead developer uh, who brought us Middle Earth Games is working on a new Black Panther game. Hope EA gets it together. I saw that hit this morning. I obviously can't do a show about that. That's just like an announcement. That's like a press release. I may end up doing like a quick four-minute update for Reforge Rundown about that. We do have a channel, so I can do like quick quick little news videos, but obviously a talk show about that. What, what I saw that this morning and thought, oh, hey, that's, you know, that's obviously exciting to see you know more games being made. But I actually don't think this is going to hurt creativity. I don't think this is like being tied to the Tom Clancy universe and it kind of like 
hems you in, right? That's something that we've always said about the division is like, well, they could go crazy in the division if they would just shed the Tom Clancy name. Tom Clancy really limits you to what you can do. I don't think Assassin's Creed's going to do that. I think they can do pretty much whatever they want with the franchise as they've proven with games like Origins, Odyssey, and then with this Hexay game. Paul says, Publisher Ubisoft admitted that its Assassin's Creed franchise is beginning to lose interest from consumers. They said that back in 2016-2017. 11 games is the nail in the coffin, in my opinion. Yeah, but doesn't that predate when they made a lot of changes, Paul? Wouldn't you say that Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla have turned things around? Right? AC Origins release. It released in 2017. That was the beginning. Yo, Kratos! Kratos says, I'll be one of the bomb droppers today. I'll drop a 20 bomb and get us all the way to 23 out of 25 just that fast. Getting our boy Swade back in here. As well as lots of other names I recognize. Pat Gaming and D the Great. And I'm just calling out random ones here. Justice Bolt. You guys are here all of the time. Thank you so much. KH3 for life is also here all the time. So yeah, if they said that in 2016, 2017, that's when they moved away, right? I think they moved away from the yearly release. Right, they moved away from yearly release and the game's quality shot up. I think if you look at Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla, they're bigger. I would argue that they're better. I think they made the right choice. And the success of Assassin's Creed Valhalla and the rest... I don't think I don't think you can deny it. Yo, Stone Spire, the big man himself's gonna bump the line to twenty-four with a single. Thank you so much, Stone Spire. You the man. You guys are amazing. I hope X Defiant succeeds. I might get another membership. Yeah, maybe. Thanks for the gift. It says Pooger. Good to see you. I've seen you here pretty regularly. In my opinion, Javier Cotto says we can have a strong day regardless. Regardless, bumps the line to 44, putting us on the doorstep of 50. Every 25, I have to gift five back to pay it forward. And Javier coming in big along with Kreos. They say, listen, we can get ourselves back to where we were. Get those member numbers all the way back up to the tippity top. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Javier. You guys are taking over the friggin' chat. Rissick takes it to 49 right on the doorstep of 50 with a 5 gifted. Thank you so much, Rissick. If you guys are here and you're getting gifted memberships, make sure that you smash the like button. Make sure you get involved. Get in the Discord. Cash in on those benefits. We do a daily members-only debrief. And then Stone Spire is going to cap us off at 50 with a single. Thank you so much, Stone Spire, for landing that plane. And then Raptor is going to be the agent of chaos to push us beyond 50 to 51 these are really really good days to go crazy with gifteds because it emails people that aren't here and it also awards and rewards the people who are loyal to the channel regardless of the topic we should set our sights on 200 likes see if we can't turn this stream into something special today and Kreos is going to bump the line as well with a single I had a great weekend it was my wife's birthday. We celebrated it. The weather wasn't agreeing with us, but we still had a great time. We even ended up at the Lego store, and I made myself a little mini fig. She gets a free one on her birthday. If you don't know about that, that's a super cool thing. Another gifted member from Ray taking us to 53. Cat renews her membership, hits her 28-month milestone in a VIP. 
You know you need help when you plan your vacations around Lono's time away. That's right. I will be gone all next week. Just a reminder, okay? All next week. There will be an upload every morning. There'll be a premiere. Throw yourself in those premieres, man. Get those things cooking so that the channel can do well while I'm gone. That's a huge, huge help to me when you guys do that. Y'all are very generous. I'm listening while I'm playing Final Fantasy's new game. Final Fantasy 16 New Game Plus on Final Fantasy mode. Oh golly, you're playing on Final Fantasy mode. That's that's I'm sure that's difficult. I might play a little bit more tonight. I didn't get to play over the weekend because it was my wife's birthday. So we we were uh watching. Uh Okay. Alright. Yo, D Dizzle hits 20. Two months of membership. Thank you so much for almost two years of membership, D Dizzle. My thought process on this is pretty simple. I get what Yubi is doing. Like, imagine you've got, imagine you have an idea for a game centered around the witch trials, you know, or like a Jack the Ripper era. Okay, if you attach it to to Assassin's Creed. It's got a much bigger chance of getting known and talked about and played. Now, obviously, there's going to be people that have opinions about that. Like, using your big established franchise names to just, you know, push out games is... You know, I I could see people being annoyed with that. I'm kind of like, well, maybe they've earned the right to do that. I don't know. Do you upload the videos while you're on vacation, or does YouTube let you schedule upload times? Creature will be handling that for me while I am gone. He will upload those, set them to premiere. They'll go live in the mornings around the normal time that I go live with these streams so you guys will be accustomed to it you'll see it scheduled you'll you know you'll be able to pile in and talk and chat I'll try to make them longer form monologues like I open the day with so you at least get a little bit of time to hang out Brian's going to gift a member and bump the line to 54 one away from the 5520 bomb layup thank you so much for doing that oh that's amazing don't blink Assassin's Creed Syndicate had the Jack the Ripper uh, DLC. Oh, that's right. It did. I wondered why I had like Jack the Ripper rolling around in my brain. I was like, you know, that that could be an amazing that could be an amazing game. I'm the opposite. Uh, calling the Jack the Ripper game an AC game immediately turns me off. Well, they did the Jack the Ripper DLC already in Syndicate. I, for, I actually forgot about that. But I, and see, Eugene, I see the other side of it as well. It's like I said that in the show open. It's like you could have just done a bunch of new IP. You know, you've got really creative teams. You've got people that know what they're doing. You're just making, you're, you know, you're just making a bunch of Assassin's Creed games. Mm. I'll make sure and make them start randomly between 9.30 and 11 so you guys feel normal. Oh my gosh, it's never been that late. Holy moly. 55 members on the day. Laying up the 20 bomb. DK Bager bumps the line. A gifted member goes to Free J Free. Javier Cotto also trying to do the layup. He misses it by one. Bumps it to 56. That's still a layup. I'd be much more willing to play a standalone Jack the Ripper game than than a UB forced tie-in. Right, and I think that's where their strategy could work against them, Eugene. A lot of people could say, man, I'd be willing to play a game that's like you know, taking place during the witch trials. That's one advantage Assassin's Creed does have, though. There's two sides of this, right? Assassin's Creed has a reason to visit historical times and historical places because of how they've set the game up. So it enables them to make a lot of different game types, but it also means 
you might start looking at these games and saying, why didn't you just make them a standalone? Why does it have to be an Assassin's Creed game? I think you only show your hand and say you have 11 Assassin's Creed games in the works is to keep the shareholders happy, TBH, says Paul. I mean, I could definitely see this being an element of shareholder, you know, assuasion. Hey, 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 we got a lot of big games coming. We, you know, we got, we got 11 Assassin's Creed games on the horizon. Don't you worry. We're doing just fine, especially after they canceled so many projects. That very much could be playing the role here is they're trying to trot out a lot of games in their conceptual phase, in their prototype phase, because they, they want to, they want to make sure the shareholders and the public are confident in the brand. Didn't they do a Jack the Ripper DLC? Yeah, yeah, sorry, stream delay. The problem is that Ubisoft has relied on the selling power of its copyrighted IP, attaching completely different games to them, to the point that the franchise's names don't mean anything anymore. Well, and I talked about that in the show open. If you stretch the brands too far, then the public doesn't really care anymore. Right? What's the draw of an Assassin's Creed game at this point? What's the draw? What are you doing in the game? It's it's an action RPG. It's an action adventure game where you kill people. Okay? There's a lot of those out there. So, I, I get that it has power it's iconic you look at it you see the symbols you 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 see the hood and you think oh man i can't wait to play that game i do think the general gaming public at large responds to assassin's creed maybe a little bit differently than we do but i do think if you keep doing this you do run that risk of somebody buying ac mirage and then somebody buying ac red and then somebody buying you know assassin's creed hexa and saying none of these games have anything that tie them together at all other than the name, you know? That could be good because it could tell people, man, they, they can really bring variety. They can really do a lot of different things. Or it could just dilute it, and then everyone's like, I don't even know what this game is anymore. I don't even know what to expect. That's always the challenge, I think, with an established franchise. If you stay too close to formula, everybody says it's boring and predictable and samey. If you drift too far from formula, everyone says yeah, it's not Assassin's Creed anymore. That's what they did with AC Origins and Valhalla and Odyssey. These aren't really Assassin's Creed games anymore, right? As someone who hasn't really played AC games, making these games part of the AC universe brings a ton of baggage. Sure. You might think, oh, I tried an AC game and I didn't really like it. You might think, oh, I've played those games before and they're boring. Maybe you haven't played since, you know, the very, very early ones. They're they're not even remotely the same anymore. Like AC Origins didn't even really feel like an Assassin's Creed game. And I'm saying that in for me, that was in a good way. I didn't want just another Assassin's Creed game. I didn't want just another game where I was sneaking around and slowly doing, you know, missions where you're assassinating people, and then that's it. That's, that's, that's just the vibe, right? You're just in a small location, and you have these people that you're supposed to go and find and kill. Call of Duty does the same thing as Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I mean, Call of Duty has certainly delivered a cadence of games and a rhythm and, you know, switched things up and done lots of different things for sure. Tons of lore and narrative missed too. Yeah, I think you hit a point, though, Eugene, where you can't be concerned about that because, you know, it's been 16 years since the first Assassin's Creed came out. So is anybody going to be like, yeah, I can't really get into Assassin's Creed because I don't, I don't know any of the lore. 
Well, they got 16 years worth of games to catch up on if they're going to try to do that. I, I don't I don't necessarily know if there's another way to not do it. Everyone does it. Final Fantasy does it. I do think you could say everyone does it. I don't know if everyone does it to the scale that they're looking to do with AC. Because Assassin's Creed currently, with 11 games planned, if that number was like a 5 or a 6 creature, I'd be on your side. I'd be like, yeah, everybody does this. Everybody takes their games and switches things up and does lots of different things, right? I got a membership. Thank you, whoever was generous enough to gift. Yeah, we've had a really, really strong start to the morning. 56 gifted members already. We've only been streaming for like 43 minutes. They aren't covering the lore of the original trilogy anymore. Yeah, they don't even pay any attention to it. They've left all that behind. Origins was a soft reset. It was like, yeah, we're just going to kind of do something different now. This is what I think they went for. Instead of constantly sending people back through the Animus to maintain assassins throughout history, they're maintaining that throughout history there have been assassins. Do you see the difference? It sounds like I said the same thing, but really I didn't. Instead of having this commitment to the Animus and the assassins and, okay, we have to establish this thread throughout history, no, it's that history is the thread, And all throughout history, you're going to find assassins that are mirrors of their time. Eivor is a mirror of her time. She's not maintaining some, oh yeah, she's got to be an assassin. She's got to sneak around and, and be like, you know, Ezio. No, no. She's in a time in history and she's a reflection of that time in history. You know, Vikings and, and running around with axes and shields and face paint. She's a reflection of that time. And I think that's what we're going to be getting with Hexay or Assassin's Creed Red. You're, you're, you're going to have assassins that reflect shinobi or samurai customs, fighting styles, and ideas. Instead of being like, well, here we are in the time of the samurai and shinobi in feudal Japan, and we've got somebody running around in the classic Assassin's Creed garb. They switched from that other way and I'm actually totally fine with that I it, it, it's a different approach to maintaining assassins throughout history I think it gives them a lot more flexibility to what to what Eugene said earlier I think it gives them a lot more freedom with respect to creativity you can you can go crazy with this you can bring assassins all the way to the era of splinter cell if you want right so, you know 10 years from now we could be playing a Splinter Cell Assassin's Creed some sort of hybrid because that would be an assassin sort of reflecting that time period. Eivor was a Viking and was indoctrinated into the Assassin's Order work. Right, but she's more a reflection of the time, Solemn. She's not a reflection of the Assassins and the Order. She's, she's not. She looks way more, way more like the time period. I would even say that was true of um, my man Bayek in Origins. He's more, he seems to me more a reflection of the time. He doesn't look like he's maintaining like the assassin order. You just made me throw up a little in my mouth. About what? 
who voiced Jin Sakai goes to Tsushima will be the voice of Scorpion in Mortal Kombat. Oh, nice. Good land for him. I thought the guy who voiced Jin Sakai, hasn't he done a lot of stuff? If you guys are just tuning in, we are discussing the latest Assassin's Creed news that there is 11 planned Assassin's Creed games. I'll walk down through the 11 for you in about 15 minutes. I already did it once for the show open. Usually about an hour into the show, I give you a nice recap. Make sure you smash that like button. You can help us with our member goal. Get us a 75. Every 25, I give five. So you guys have already done it twice today. Oh, an Assassin's Creed Splinter Cell crossover. There are people that always believed that Assassin's Creed was somehow tied to Splinter Cell. That the idea of, of that's where it would essentially lead is that you would have a modern day assassin, a modern day killer, and it would be basically what you have what what led to splinter cell there was there was theories about that i always thought that that was kind of hokey and kind of silly but i'm telling you i could see it happening altair uh etzio connor edward and desmond do all really look similar similar but that was kind of the point they were originally going into the animus to begin uh with to track down special relics of the ancients and where they had gone, such as the Apple of Eden, they did tone down the Animus stuff, but they never got rid of it. It just was never the focal point anymore. The focal point was not, oh yeah, we gotta be using the Animus, we gotta be, you gotta maintain this assassin order in history. Assassin's Creed Origins freed them from needing to do that. Of the 11, have they said, or any live service? There's at least two that are potentially live service hilly. One is like four-player multiplayer co-op. Another is going to be allegedly like a free-to-play multiplayer game. They got one of the guys from For Honor working on it. So that could be sort of like an online live service PvP type, you know, type experience. So only two out of the 11 are, are rumored to potentially be live service. Everything else is either single player, there's a VR game, there's a mobile game, there's the ones that we already know about, like AC Mirage, Assassin's Creed Hexe, and Assassin's Creed Red. We already know about those. Uh, those are not, as far as we know, allegedly live service to any degree. Techno says, like Final Fantasy, the only time you need to know what happens in the previous Final Fantasy is if it's literally named X2 uh, or the all the X ones. It makes it uh, accessible to new players. Yeah, one of the one of the rumors is that there's an Assassin's Creed Black Flag remake, and I'm like frustrated by that, but also excited by that because it's like, well, okay. The, you, you could have just done this instead of Skull and Bones. You could have just made Assassin's Creed Black Flag 2. I don't know if they were ever really interested in doing that. Instead of calling it Black Flag, they could have called it like, I don't I don't know, you know, Black Shores or something. Something to make it clear it was a continuation of Black Flag, but instead we get, we're going to get Skull and Bones. Allegedly, Skull and Bones is meant to set up the remake, which doesn't make any sense at all. I, I Like, I read that rumor, and I was like, that doesn't even make any sense. Assassin's Creed 3 ties into Black Flag. AC3 multiplayer was where it was at. Brotherhood had zero defense options, while Revelations was ability spam central. AC3 had the best balance. I never played Unity in co-op. I think you meant to say co-op in Unity. 
Yeah, why do they just call it Assassin's Creed Skull and Bones, you know? <laughs> I miss the old AC multiplayer where you could hide in a crowd and disappear or sneak up on people. My friend and I, I remember playing that Assassin's Creed multiplayer mode, and we would be in party chat just messing with each other, teasing each other, you know? Being like, oh, you just walked by me, oh, you know, and like obviously lying half the time. They were probably met with a lot of feedback about wanting a black flag to a... Uh, to emit to stall skull and bones debacle I'm not sure what you meant to say there to emit stall I thought they got the government grant for skull and bones and don't really care they need to bring it out so they don't have to give uh, back the cash I know they're legally bound to have the skull and bones release date take place Hilly but I'm not sure if that was the case I don't remember hearing that That's I know there was legal obligations that like they would face financial ruin if they don't bring it to market I thought Skull and Bones was a myth. <laughs> It'd be better if it was just a myth, but no, it seemingly is, is It's a real game. I got to level 50 in Black Flag. Not as killing uh, Skull and Bones, but they can use a lot of that to remake Black Flag. That's what they're saying. They're saying, I believe it's Ubisoft Singapore. They're the ones with sort of the ocean technology, the wave technology that they're going to be using in Skull and Bones. And they're going to use that for Assassin's Creed Black Flag remake so that you can like, you know, have all the ship moments or whatever. Um, Something that they're bringing back to AC Mirage is the die system. You're going to be able to like individually die different, you, you know, pieces of your clothing to really give yourself your own unique look. You know, that was in a video this morning. IGN did like a behind the scenes with Basim. It actually looked pretty good. It was probably the best the game has looked so far. They had like a, a, you know, a section where he's using his sword and they said they really focused on that to set him apart from Eivor. You know, he's got this sword. That's like his primary weapon. I reckon they shadow drop Skull and Bones Christmas Day and don't advertise the drop. Haven't watched in a while. Hope you're doing well. Thank you so much, Carlos. When Assassin's Creed was originally created, it was a Prince of Persia game, but they liked the engine so much, they created a new game around it. I've never heard that before. Is that true? Solemn says, I bought AC Black Flag on Steam for 40 bucks, even though it's like $7 on console, so I could replay it on my Steam Deck with better res and frame rate. Wave Tech sounds a lot like Fish Tech from Call of Duty Ghosts. <laughs> Well, I mean, I actually would say that what you're saying is funny, but there is a lot more that goes into waves as a traversable, you know, area, an ocean, you know. I don't know if I said ship moments, but that's not what I heard. <laughs> it's that kind of a Monday, apparently. That's right, Park. I'm getting the itch to hunt the white whale. Yeah, my friend would literally play Assassin's Creed Black Flag and he would literally do nothing but sail and sing shanties. I would catch him like that's all he was doing. Like, what are you doing right now? He's like, I'm just sailing around. We're just singing shanties. I'm like, what? He'd get a little, he'd get a little baked and that's all he would do. That He didn't care about anything else. It's like, are you doing any of the missions? Are you, you hunting or... No, man, I'm just sailing around. <laughs> I'm just sailing around singing shanties. Keep in mind, the VR game covers Connor, Cassandra, and I believe the last of Ezio or Altier. Uh, looks like they will be playing additional content with those characters' timelines in their respective cities. I mean, my thoughts on Assassin's Creed Nexus as a VR game is there was a couple of times in Synapse where I would, like, jump from a high location. 
And I know I, that just gives me the, the... It may feel so odd. I'm curious how that's going to feel in an Assassin's Creed game. Running along and doing parkour, big jumps to other buildings, big jumps to lower locations, and then big jumps all the way down to the ground. Like... You're you're you're. I'm gonna be be motion sick before the day is done playing that. Yo, a gifted member from Jose. He bumps the line and reminds everybody we got to get back to some big numbers. He creates a palindrome. Fifty-seven out of seventy-five. Thank you so much, Jose. And it goes to Mammon. About thirty days ago, over the weekend, you guys went insane when and gifted over like a thousand members. So we dropped all the way down from four thousand to roughly three thousand members. So if you want to have a bounce back, this is the week to do it. Because I will be out of town next week for vacation, but there will be uploads every single day. You'll get a premiere every day. I'll be working on recording those videos this week. I've got some good. We've got some good videos. I love that stuff. What like the like the woozy feeling where you jump from a high location, Eugene? You like that? We're about to have the bleeding effect in real life. I'm not sure what that means. Playing uh, Christopher Cross sailing in the background. That's right. There's some really long and fast drops in uh, COTM, and they were awesome. Oh, in Call of the Mountain. Yeah, I don't like it. It makes me feel really, really funny, Eugene. So. It, you know, AC Assassin's Creed Nexus, you know, could could end up being a game where that turns a lot of people off. They're like, dude, I don't want to feel that way. Enjoy with four months of membership. Says good morning, Lono. Thank you so much. By the way, you guys do not have to wait for gifted. You can click join on your own, and it will move this number. Don't sit around and wait on the sidelines. Hit that dollar sign at the bottom of the chat. Jump in for five bucks. It doesn't make you sick. It doesn't make me sick, Eugene. It just doesn't feel very pleasant. I, I I wasn't getting motion sick. I just don't like the way that it makes me feel. Ghost of Tsushima did everything Assassin's Creed couldn't and did it better. Those developers have a high bar set. That was something that I argued for Assassin's Creed Red. I actually think they should just embrace and let there be a really good samurai with great sword play and really, really good fighting. Who cares if you get compared to Ghost of Tsushima? It's going to happen anyway. So just swing for the fences and make a great game, especially if it's balanced out with a shinobi character. If you've got a ninja character that, you know, is, is dressed in all black and is, you know, using the shadows and different tactics of fighting, uh, that could be amazing. I think that would be exactly the right, you know, the right course of action to take. I think the, the, the mistake would be to avoid anything samurai for fear of like, well, we're going to get compared to Ghost of Tsushima. Now, Ghost of Tsushima is a tall order. I think Ghost of Tsushima is probably one of the best melee-based, like, hand-to-hand games I've ever played. They nailed it. They absolutely nailed it. A lot of these people that say, oh, PlayStation games are only movie games, these people have never touched games like Ghost of Tsushima, or they played God of War on easy, right? Like, the combat in these games is excellent. Ghost of Tsushima especially. The duels are phenomenal. I want to turn. I, I so want to play that game on lethal. You can go back and replay duels right now. When they added all the new content or whatever, I went back into the game. Now I don't know if this was in the base game or if this got added with a director's cut, but you can go back and replay the duels, and they're much harder. It is so fun. <clears throat> it's so fun. It's some of the most satisfying hand-to-hand melee combat you can experience out there. It's so pristine. It's so precise. So tight. 
What's crazy is for years we begged for a samurai-based Assassin's Creed game and Ghost of Tsushima beat them to it. It's a shame. You're hyped for a Shinobi Assassin's Creed. Shinobi is like a perfect fit, Solemn. That's why I'm surprised it took this long to get it. And the oddity of it is, is that when we finally do get a Shinobi Assassin's Creed, there's allegedly going to be samurai gameplay in it as well, which could potentially kind of drag it down into that comparison game of, oh, this is just like Ghost of Tsushima. Like, I don't care if it's like Ghost of Tsushima. That's not going to bother me at all. I, I like Ghost of Tsushima. That's a good thing, right? Ghost of Tsushima, best PS4 game of all time. Did they announce the PC release? No, they've not announced a PC release for Ghost of Tsushima. I just hope it gets ported by a really, really good team because I'll be very angry if that game isn't isn't ported over well. Guys, if you're enjoying the show, we are one hour in. Thank you for the strong turnout on a Monday. The gaming news cycle is on a standstill right now, but that doesn't mean there's not stuff for us to talk about. Make sure you smash that like button. There's almost 500 people here. If we could hit 300 likes, that would definitely help us out. Consider gifting some members and pushing the line to the next goal. We've dropped a little bit, but that's not a problem. We got this week to bounce back, and then I'll be out of town next week for vacation. But keep your eyes peeled. There'll be premieres every day. There'll be uploads every day while I'm gone. I explored and I found duels before knowing what they were. Duel on the Sands or whatever it was called was an awesome experience. Great tone. Oh, the way they set up the duel scenes is just phenomenal. It's phenomenal. The artistry, the artistry and how they set those up is just, is just, oh, it's, it's beautiful. I was kind of hoping we would get an Assassin's Creed like that because if you think about it, a lot of the Assassin's Creed gameplay, it sort of breaks down into like chasing, you know, sporadically fighting like a group and the one-on-one fights are more, they're more action oriented than they are like serious and I think that that's what Tsushima brought to the table. You know you're in a great game world when you just don't want to do anything but cruise around with the in-game music playing. Oh, for sure. For sure. I always feel like that in, in Sea of Thieves, at least for an afternoon until things turn sour. Lono, do you think if there is an AC Shinobi-style game, the combat will be uh, compared to Sekiro and Ghost? I mean, I don't know if I would look... <sighs> There's definitely Shinobi arts in Sekiro, and, you know, because you've got things like your stars and your smoke and your sneakiness I feel like it might veer away from that I don't know if comparisons to Sekiro will be fair since it's a FromSoft game and the use of Shinobi Arts in Sekiro is very very specific it doesn't feel as the word I want to use is trope like a ninja trope where you're dressing all black and you're, you're throwing down smoke bombs more Batman, more, you know what I'm saying? More of a cliche ninja. Sekiro has those things, but they're not delivered in a way where you feel like you're a ninja. Does that make sense? I never felt like I was a ninja playing Sekiro. I felt like I had some tools at my disposal. I was almost like a fighter. I felt a little bit more like a samurai because of the focus on the sword play. Now, obviously... I played heavy sword play. I didn't do a lot with the shinobi arts in Sekiro. And there are people that told me I was making fights harder on myself. I just preferred to rely on the blade. So, and I think one of the things that's always going to challenge Assassin's Creed is Assassin's Creed has influenced an entire generation of games. 
and for things to come back full circle like to me there's an element of irony to compare and be like oh you're copying Sekiro or oh you're copying Ghost of Tsushima do we need to go look at Ghost of Tsushima and look at how much it clearly borrowed and took inspiration from Assassin's Creed I mean, do we need to do that? Does that? You see what I'm saying? It's kind of coming full circle, and I think we need to be fair to what Assassin's Creed did to, like, melee-based action third-person games. Like, they brought something to the market that's impacted the games we play today. I would even say games like Horizon Forbidden West and God of War at some level have been impacted by Assassin's Creed. Ron M. gifts five members and says, we can keep pushing the line today. A lighter day is a good day to gift members. It means the people that are getting members are very loyal to the channel. You can see that evidence by who just got members. Von Raz, the Italian Brownie, Grant Gooch and Alan Copeland. These people are here all of the time. The more faithful viewers tend to get it on days like today. These are the days to open up the floodgates on the gifted members. If they implement a good parry system, I'm in. Thank you again, Ron M., for gifting those members. I thought I would share a bit of my bonus. That's very kind of you. Thank you very much. Assassin's Creed games low-key inspired Dark Souls Combat 2. I mean, at every stage of gaming history, games influence and inspire each other and then back and forth. It's almost, sometimes it's almost like a game of inspiration pong where it's hard to know who volleyed first. But I do think you can look historically at third-person action-adventure games and you can smell Assassin's Creed in there. That, That was true of the Arkham games. Batman, the Batman Arkham games. There was clear inspiration from Assassin's Creed in how the melee and the combat and the parrying and the blocking, all of that was very much inspired by Assassin's Creed. DK Beggar, always bumping the line, the probably the most faithful single gifted membership alive in this channel. DK Beggar gifts one, it goes to BNE Video. Thank you so much. Even Hogwarts Legacy has so many modern AC influences. Perked up my day. 2K isn't a normal thing for me. Hey, man, enjoy it. Enjoy it. What a time to get it, too, in the summer. Hogwarts Legacy just needed a real morality system and it would have been so lit. Yeah, they could do another one. And, you know, maybe give you a morality, give you your other years as a student or something. Do a second and third game. You have samurais in your samurai game. It is what it is. Right, Mammon? Like, I'm okay with that. I don't it doesn't bother me at all if AC Red ends up being that way. You know? Listen, I I, I made a prediction and it didn't get a lot of response because it was during the monologue. So I want to throw it out there again, right? Part of my show open was I think Assassin's Creed Mirage is going to flop with the people who asked for it. I, I'm being very specific here. I don't think AC Mirage will flop. I think it will flop with the people who have been asking for it. Rissick! Rissick comes in with five gifted members and bumps the line to 68. Thank you so much for doing that, Rissick. Making it a nice Monday to bounce back. Creature says 2025 Hogwarts Online. I mean, they could just use the school grounds in the building, but Von Raz says, thanks for the gifted Ron. I'll pay it for when I have a bit more cushion. Hey, Von, that's what we're here for. I'm glad that people can get taken care of. When you have those dips, 
There's always somebody here willing to willing to take care of you. We need like 48 more likes. If you've been lurking and listening this morning and you haven't hit that like button yet, go ahead and do that. Also, make sure and hit the subscribe and the bell button. If you've never been here before, that's how you talk in my chat. And Rissick comes in with another 10 and smashes it home to 78. This guy is always so generous to the community. Rissick is one of the big, big bomb droppers, okay? One of the biggest. He was in second place last month. Mitch beat him by 20 gifted. 251 gifted from Mitch and 231 from Rissick, followed by Patrick Blanker, Stone Spire Hall, and YouTube Lurker. That was our top five gifting members last month. These guys are crazy. The complaint will be, hey, I played this game already. Us gamers are weird. I played every AC game since the first one, and yes, I would like more stealth, but I don't want to give up the open world either. Why will it flop for those people? Right, let me make let me make my case. Let me make my case. Yeah, 78 already in the first hour of the stream. It's just impeccable. So here's why I think AC Mirage is gonna flop with the people that ask for it. Okay. I believe at the core of the issue, they don't like Assassin's Creed anymore. Yo, Sadiq was going to gift a membership and it goes to Mike. You guys can do single gifted member trains, by the way. Like, you don't have to be... Don't be discouraged by the people dropping the big bombs, man. Many hands make light work. A bunch of folks can gift singles and it'll add up very quickly. Thank you so much, Sadiq. Listen, I don't even think they like Assassin's Creed anymore. I think they're going to come to AC Mirage with an expectation of this is going to be bring me back to that time I experienced 15 years ago and it won't do it. It won't. Because I think they're going to say what was already said in chat. What Mammon said. I've already played this game. XCal hits 14 months of membership and it's a VIP. My favorite place to be and love the talks. Thank you so much XCal. You the best. I own every Assassin's Creed game. People who don't like them anymore should move on. Listen, I hope my prediction's wrong. I really do. I hope AC Mirage lands the great reviews, high scores, and I hope that the, the people that were wanting it get what they want. Javier Cotto comes in with a 10 bomb and bumps the line all the way to 89. You guys are bringing the heat today. I love to see it. I love seeing it on a, like, on a more low-key day, you know? It's one thing when we got like a thousand people in here and we're debating the FTC hearing. It's another thing when we got like 400 people hanging out and we're just talking about Assassin's Creed. Like, I love the heat and the generosity doesn't care what day of the week it is or what the topic is. Thank you so much, Javier. Again, I'm all the names getting gifted are very, very recognizable. You're rewarding loyalty right now and I appreciate it. Feed, good to see you in the chat. It'll be a 71 on Metacritic per Ubisoft standard. I mean, is that true? I don't think that that's true. Is that true? Let's let's do a little check here. AC Origins, 81 and a 73 the, uh, from the user base. Um, 84 and a 7 from the user base. 85 and a 7.7 from the user base. AC Origins looks like it landed at around an 8. DK Beggar's gonna bump the line to 90, tempting a 10 bomb layup. I love to see that DK Beggar. He senses those moments. 
And he offers him up real nice. JW is going to take it halfway there with the five bomb, the 95. Excellent. Thank you so much, JW. Guys, make sure and thank DK Baker, JW, and everybody else gifting members today. People like Javier Cotto and Rissick and and uh, and Ron and Krayos just dropping the big bombs. And Ghost in the Garage Gaming drops a 20 bomb on the chat. Taking us all the way to 115 out of 125. I love to see it. This is how we're going to grow this community. Bring the heat on days like today. Do it. All these people are getting emails. They're going to come in. They're going to join the conversation. They're right now probably watching something else. I'm telling you, whenever we pick a specific game to cover, the turnout thins out a little bit because people are like, I don't really care about Assassin's Creed. This is a great way to bring them in and say, hey, we're having a great day. We're having a great conversation. You're missing the show, the daily talk show. You're missing out. Make sure if this is your first time here, you hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss out on the shows. And taking us to 120 is Javier Cotto. He says, we can do a little bit more and puts us on the doorstep of 125. Thank you so much, Javier Cotto. Wicked P says, Lono, I believe there will be pushback. Even if you have a good game like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, people will find something to not be happy about. Any change from their status quo is seen as bad. Oh, for sure. Newtonian with 12 months. I've been here and a fan for a while, but a year of membership went by fast. To the moon, Lono, to the moon. A whole year of membership to Newtonian. Welcome back in. Thanks for keeping your membership alive. This community is amazing. Unmatched. Unmatched. Eugene says, here's Ubisoft's Metacritic. Um, Average career score of 69. Their lowest is 21. Yeah, but that's not Assassin's Creed. Give me, can I have an Assassin's Creed page? I'm not worried about Yubi. Yubi's got a lot of stinkers in their past. Giffy Skiffles gifts a member, and it goes to Terraria. There we go. I love how many single gifteds we get now. It's like my favorite. Uh, AC Valhalla Metacritic. How did AC Valhalla do? Right? How did it do? 82 and a 7.5 from the users. 84 and a 7.7 from the users. 84 and a 7.7 from the users. Listen. I'm just going to say that's pretty dadgum consistent. Stone Spire is going to gift a member and take us to 122. Thank you so much, Stone Spire. These AC games consistently getting in the 80s from the review outlets and in the 70s from the user base. That's pretty consistent. You know what I'm saying? Odyssey. AC Odyssey. 86 and a 6. Oof. 87 and a 6. Oof. 83 and a 6. Oof. Why did the uh why did the community dislike Odyssey so much? What happened with that one? I don't remember why I didn't play that one at launch. What happened with Odyssey? Origins was consistent, Valhalla was consistent. Odyssey stumbled with the community according to Metacritic. AC Games never been 93 plus, never will. Is it uh, is it fair to say there are certain game types that are never allowed to fly that close to the sun? Is it fair to say that? Are you just like well, that, that? That game type's never gonna fly that high. Skyler hits three months of memberships. AC Odyssey saved the series for me. I played Origins right after, but I couldn't finish it due to being fatigued on the formula. Oh, these yeah, you can't play these kind of games back to back. You can't do it. It'll absolutely burn you out. It will. 
I've not finished FF16 yet. No, I play it in little doses. I'm, it's really hard for me to play games in the evening. The lore was tragic. Uh, AC games? I can't see here. That's still just Yubi. I'm not seeing a. It's hard to find AC on here. Siege of Paris? Like, what the frick is that? Assassin's Creed Valhalla Discovery Tour Riders Republic Odyssey was the same as Origins except bigger uh, I thought that fighting changed a lot in Odyssey Odyssey was all about these like big Spartan kicks and shoves it didn't feel quite as pristine as the combat in uh, Origins it was more about weight and, and hitting at least it felt that way to me I'm excited for AC Mirage. The more I see it, the more it looks like Origins, but going back to the original Assassin's Creed, there's no leveling system, and half the customization die your armor. Yeah, that video this morning definitely brought back some of the old game vibes for sure. Folks caught on that the microtransaction bloat in Odyssey, I believe, bloated game just to sell XP boosters. Oh, that's right! Odyssey was the one that had that microtransaction controversy. I remember that. AC3 Remastered, AC3, Tom Clancy's The Division. There's so many games. I, I'm not quite sure what you're trying to screenshot for me, Eugene. I'm not getting a snapshot of... I mean, we went to Origins, we went to Odyssey, we went to we went to uh, Valhalla. None of them, I wouldn't say any of them, fared poorly. Odyssey got taken to task, as far as I can tell by, <clears throat> excuse me, by the community over m- micros, Black Flag, 83, and an 8 from the community, 84, and an 8 from the community, 86, and an 8 from the community. Y'all are losing this debate if you're trying to convince me that Assassin's Creed games typically score low. They're consistently landing 8s. That's not bad at all. That that That, that isn't bad at all. <clears throat> You're losing this argument, handedly. If you're going to try to run to Metacritic and act like, oh yeah, their games don't do very well, AC games don't score very well, I'm seeing nothings but eights. That's all I'm seeing, like, across the board. Community community typically does land in the sevens, and then the, and then the, 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 the critics are landing in the eights. That's not a bad game. I don't expect games of this notoriety and this popularity to consistently land in the nines. People are more critical of games like this. AC2 and Brotherhood got 90. Black Flag is 10 years old. Okay, I went to Origins. It scored fine. I went to Valhalla. It scored fine. You're not winning this argument at all. You're screenshotting other games, by the way. These games don't do well with users at all. That simply isn't true. These games are massively popular, and they land in the seven and a half. That's not bad. Since when is that bad? Do you know how hard it is to be this well-known and to stay at that score level? People trash these games. It doesn't do what they like, so they trash it. Now, Unity hurt them real bad. That's true. Unity hurt them real bad. Because it was so... It was so buggy. It almost... It, in my opinion, it's like it almost killed the franchise. Let's go to Syndicate. Syndicate scored in the 7s. 7-8... And a seven three, seven four, and a seven three, uh, six seven, a seven six, and a seven. Even Syndicate, 
Sevens across the board. If you're not 90 plus, you're a flop. Listen, I'm telling you right now, I think people have got it in their head all of a sudden that if games don't land in the high eights, low nines, that the games are bad or they're a flop. AC2 era was even better, 90s and 8.8. Right. And I wonder if you can look at that and say, if you look at the originals and then you look at the trajectory of their scores, instead of landing in the 90s and the 8s, they're landing in the 80s and the 7s. They've dropped. Now, did they drop due to popularity? Did they drop due to the fact that like people just score them lower? Valhalla got 80, 82, 82. Yeah, those are perfectly good scores. I There's nothing wrong with those scores at all. Eight, as as a franchise to be around for 16 years and have a range of scores from in their best days, 9s and 8s, and in their weaker days, 8s and 7s. That for 16 years that's where they've landed. It's, a, it's just such a false narrative. It's like, come on. They don't have any sixes and fives out there. I don't, well, I don't know where Unity landed. Unity turned things around, according to everybody I've ever talked to. They're like, Unity got shredded because of the bugs, but it actually turned things around. Yeah, that's their worst one. Sevens across the board from the, the, the review outlets and fives and sixes from the users. Techno with nine months, confession time. I haven't beaten Assassin's Creed games since 3, but I have all of them. Dropped Origins because the size of the map was paralyzing. Sorry, wrong account. This is Dauntless. Let me switch. Oh, no worries. I enjoyed several. I have enjoyed several 70 and 7 games. These are not bad games. I'm playing Assassin's Creed Syndicate right now. I'm loving it. I slept on this one for sure. Syndicate was really fun and creative with the train system too. I liked it. Assassin's Creed 2 was a 91. It was the best in their franchise. I played AC 1, 2, and Brotherhood like back-to-back, and I couldn't get into Revelations. I burned to myself out. The convo started because someone said it would be a typical UB7. But saying typical UB7, given the 16 years, that doesn't hold water for me. In my mind, you could say typical UB8. I don't see evidence that they typically land in the 7s. Now, you want to go to the user scores on Metacritic, but again, for a long-standing franchise, scores trending downward is, is so normal. It's so normal. This happens with so many long-standing franchises. The longer you spend with the game, the more fatigued you get, and the more scores are going to drop. Uni was basically the only 7 Odyssey is a Greek mythology paradise. I want another game like Unity. The story sucked and the bugs were awful, but the gameplay was the best. UB Games average a 69. I don't care about that. That's such a cherry pick stat because they have so many games. They have so many games. That's ridiculous to, to be like, well, yeah, UB has an average of 69. With the amount of games that they've put out over the years, I don't find that to be worrisome at all. Assassin's Creed averages are a little higher, but it's in the 7 range with the users. Revelations didn't need to exist. Leave the trilogy, but it was a stretch. Um, 
It was the start of the decline, and it ended in AC3. Tsushima scored an 83, which is Highway Robbery. I'm playing a set of... Oh, hang on, I already read that. Ghost of Tsushima Metacritic. Tsushima, 87 and a 7.5. 83 and a 9.1. Oh, the director's cut got the, got the lower score with the users for some reason. 87 and a 7.5. 83 and a 91. Tsushima scored higher with the users than the review outlets. 21,000 people reviewed Tsushima and it landed at a 9.1. That's freaking insane. That is such a hard number to maintain. And the review outlets gave it an 83. Tsushima fared far better. It fared far better with uh, with the users than it did with the outlets. That's interesting. Instead of including uh, instead of including little I've never heard of it before, indie titles and one-offs. Uh, I would love a World War One or World War Two Assassin's Creed game. Remember, AC was a yearly release. That's what I'm saying. Like, when you hit that level of notoriety and cadence, I can't see you maintaining... I can't see you maintaining nines. I don't even... Even eights is hard. They're just constantly cranking out games. I'm not saying that that's a defense of the game's quality. I'm saying this is more indicative of size and cadence of launch. You're constantly going to have people saying, I thought that game sucked. It wasn't like the originals. As soon as they got as soon as they got into doing like the 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 black flag and the and the big departures and syndicate and unity as soon as they got into those and it didn't feel like the originals you were constantly going to have lower scores not because the games were bad but because people come to them with expectations it's not like AC1 it's not like AC2 look at the way that people talk about origins and valhalla these games were very successful commercially and they scored just fine and you still had people pulling the scores down simply because it's like, yeah, this isn't an Assassin's Creed game. That immediately hurts the score. A few days ago, there was someone here in chat who kept repeating, this is a fact, I was joking about it. Oh yeah, Raging Snake's probably goofing on the meme. I agree, 70 to 80 is a great consistency for a 14-year-old franchise. Yeah, I mean, I guess if we're simply trying to substantiate the statement, it's going to be a typical UB7. Like, okay, like, fine. I, you've, you've substantiated that a publisher with more titles than many others has consistently landed there. Like, what... Where does uh find another publisher UB size and see what their average score is on Metacritic? I guarantee it's going to be extremely hard to find someone their size that's landing what in the eights and nines. A publisher that size, that amount of quantity is always going to pull your averages down. AC I liked because it had stealth, Arkham game, and that's what we were based off. At least the combat was. Yeah, I mean, we talked about that a little bit ago, how, how the uh, the Assassin's Creed games inspired so many games for the last, you know, for the last 16 years. Yeah, like, what's EA's average? <laughs> you know? Where, where's EA land on Metacritic? As a publisher. Yeah, where's Activision land? Like once you get to that level of quantity, you're not saying anything. It's like, well, sure, maintaining a high average with that many games that that wouldn't be possible. 
the point I was making is people weren't saying that. Nobody said, oh, it's going to be a typical UB7 based on like research from Metacritic. They were just saying it as like a dismissive UB slam of like, yeah, UB games just aren't that good. Yo, what's good kicking with Timmy B? Friday stream was awesome. Thank you. AC, Far Cry, Splinter Cell averages are all over 7, more like 8 to 8.5. Aggregate scores are useful, but we have to remember that they are aggregate. You know what critic scores don't suffer from? Users review bombing because they're angry about diversity. Well, yeah, you're always going to have stuff like that. Someone's saying that Activision is a 68. You see, like, are we proving anything at all by doing that? It's going to be a typical Activision 6. Give me a typical Activision 7. No one says that. You could substantiate it with Metacritic according to what uh, Raptor's saying. AC deserves to be held to a high standard simply because of the crazy amount of resources put into the games. Well, I have no problem with that. But here's the problem that I'm trying to drive at, JG from Space. When you come to an Assassin's Creed game and you see a certain game getting a low score, is it from the users? Is it because the game failed as a game or is it because you have 10 years of history hoping that people give you a good score like and don't hold you to like some idea of what you need to do in the past like look at games that are hailed as some of the best Assassin's Creed games like Black Flag is always celebrated as as, as a fan favorite and it didn't score that well why because I guarantee you there's swaths of Assassin's Creed fans in the mix not marking it down because it's a bad game but marking it down because this is not Assassin's Creed it's happening with Final Fantasy 16 as we speak constant low scores constant stupid reviews why well, this is no, this isn't final fantasy this is this isn't my final fantasy it's, that's not indicative of the game's quality or the developers behind the game at all it isn't you look at look at assassin's creed origins go find me all the negative reviews on metacritic dollars to donuts they all have the same thing in common this is not an assassin's creed game They're not critiquing the game on on the merits of the game's design, on the systems, the mechanics, the quality, the storyline, the voice acting, uh, the graphics, the world, the setting. None of that. It's just not Assassin's Creed anymore. That's what you're dealing with with long-standing franchises. I, I I just think it's a bogus way to weigh the quality and the value of what Assassin's Creed has historically brought to the table, what Ubisoft has historically brought to the table. They've got a lot of great franchises under their belts. They do. They also have a lot of things that you know that didn't hit, that didn't that didn't land well. I'm never going to defend some of their bad titles. I still don't, you know, Skull and Bones. Who 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 dreamed that game up or dreamt that game up? I have no idea. But when I look at the 11 games coming, I think they're throwing their weight behind this franchise because I think it's one of their strongest horses that they have. It, I'm not. I'm not saying that that's a good decision, by the way. But that's that's the strategy that I think that they're employing. We're going to throw our entire weight behind Assassin's Creed because it's our most notable franchise. It's our most longing. It's long-standing franchise. Like if we look at the scores as a representation of you know potential commercial success, then you know I I think there's something to be said for that. That they're they're throwing their weight behind AC. And it makes sense. It's iconic. It's recognizable. It's It's been around for a very, very long time. 
The 2D scroller Rayman games are so good. Is chat broken? No idea. I have I, I have no idea what's going on, Zuby. <clears throat> I thought the same thing. I thought, what's going on? Chat come to a dead halt multiple times today. Um Yep, it broke. Yeah. It's been really, really hard to stream. My YouTube chat just died. Yeah, it's been murdering our numbers for weeks. It's so freaking frustrating. It's so hard to stream right now. Because it's like nothing seems to be going well, nothing seems to be performing well, and it's because we're constantly dealing with chat. I mean, we have 122 gifted members in a perfectly fine turnout, and we're like, and chat's just ruining the day. Uh, not you chat, but YouTube chat's like breaking. Uh, what did we call this video? It was busted for a few seconds. I wouldn't mind seeing another long story based Rainbow Six game. Yeah, people screenshot, chat's broken for me, I can't even send messages. I'm getting so freaking tired of this. It's been like this for a literal week, and they haven't fixed it. It's been like this for a week. Like, I don't know what YouTube did. I really, really don't. I don't know what they did. Um, but they, they broke something. Okay. Uh, mm I'm getting everything set up for what we're doing. Uh, next, yo, J Dog with 15 months in the VIP. Don't let get you down. Keep crushing it. I, I can't do what I do if chat don't work. It's literally part of the dance floor. I, you know, we got to be able to talk to each other. Uh, I want Black Flag too. Right, the Assassin's Creed, you know, Black Flag remake. I've been saying that that's that's going to be as irritating as it is exciting. Like, I think people are going to look at that and say, why didn't you just do this instead of Skull and Bones? Or, at the end of the day, why didn't you just do another Black Flag-style game instead of doing Skull and Bones? Does that make sense? Like, the idea of, you could have just made another Black Flag-style game. You could have called it, you could have called it, uh, you know, Assassin's Creed Skull and Bones or something to that effect. Does that make sense? What's the next Starfield topic or when's the coverage? Why are you so concerned about that? Uh, Paco with 15 months and a VIP says AC Rogue was one of my favorites. Thanks so much for 15 months and a VIP. Paco, you the best. The internet as a whole is messed up. Last week, a couple of days, we thought it was AWS, but I don't I don't know anymore. It could be, but for th- th- for like this long standing, I don't know what's going on. I just need to be able to boot up and talk to chat. That's all I need to be able to do. You know what I mean? <clears throat> it seems to coincide with when they try to update chat. There's this new UI they keep trying to push out. They push it out and everything's fine. And then they roll it back and everything's terrible for, for, for a couple of days. This is lasting longer than usual. Usually they roll it back and it's kind of bad for like a day. Now we're coming up on it lasting about a week. I think starting Tuesday last week is when it got bad. I'm not having any issues on my end, so sadly, you guys will just have to keep refreshing if it happens. Uh, what's good, Baby Yoda? How are you? Streamed on Kick yesterday for the first time. Uh, it was uh, unwhelming how far behind Twitch they are. I can't even save my live streams. I don't know why you wouldn't be able to do that. That's does that by default. Lona, how much is your coffee? I want to buy my folks some and see what my folks think. 
reforgeroast.com will get you there or you can use the link in uh, the chat below and right now we are sold out of the Frickmas blend and the reforged light roast but we have the dark roast at $16.95 a bag and you can scoop that up today we already had an order Black Flag was awesome a remake is actually uh, I'm excited for like I said, I think, Pooger, it's going to excite people as much as it frustrates them because it's like, yeah, that's exciting. Why didn't you just do that instead? Don't you think, welcome back as a membership, Detective Seeds. Don't you think we watched 60 seconds of AC Black Flag gameplay and I was like, why didn't they just make this instead of Skull and Bones? Don't you think people are going to play a Black Flag remake and be like, why Why on earth is this not in Skull and Bones? You're going to jump off your ship. You're going to swim through the water. You're going to find treasure. You're going to climb back on your boat. And you're going to do all that in Black Flag remake. You're not going to do that in Skull and Bones. You're going to park your boat and make a tree shake to get to get resources. Come on. I don't know why YouTube makes me go through and manually join as a member. I don't think anybody else is having to do that. Sometimes they have issues with payments. I'm not sure what the issue is. Uh, anyone using his voice? Oh, he, he's unhappy with people using his voice, including AI. Yeah, AI using people's voices is going to become a big problem in the voice acting world. Left chat unattended. Took a while for it to catch up, but appears to be working for me. Good, 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 good. Hopefully it fixed itself. Thank you so much, Predator, for 28 months in a VIP. As a fan of the franchise since the original, I'm most excited for Hexay. Yeah, I'm curious if uh, if they if they're able to do something with Hexay that feels reminiscent of the early games as well. You know, it'll feel more like a period piece. Maybe they'll strip it down more, you know? Maybe they'll have more of a of a smaller area, especially if they're trying to make it kind of spooky, you know? I feel like you'd almost have to strip it down. Um, so far, we've had one coffee order today. Thank you so much to... I don't know who this is. I don't want to say your first name, but thank you. I don't have the ability to see usernames. A remake is easy money, guaranteed success. Well, obviously, if I if I was to <laughs> if I was to theorize what they're doing, if I was to theorize what they're doing, it seems to me they're saying, "Hey, we've uh, we've got all that great ocean technology over there. Skull and Bones is just going to absolutely flop. Let's get that team to make a remake of Black Flag, and we'll recoup some of our costs here." Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like <laughs> that's what it feels like to me I got the vibe that Hexay is going to be hunting witches with some supernatural elements either that or we're hunting the people that are starting the rumors right like if innocent people are being killed as witches we might be trying to put a stop to it it could be that as well or we could be genuinely hunting down witches that are they're the real ones. They're the real bad ones. Maybe they're framing people. I ordered coffee. Shopify kept overriding, letting me make an account. Really? Is anybody else been having any issues with Shopify? 
This is a fan-made concept for Hexay. It gives me Van Helsing-type vibes. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Why even release Skull and Bones at this point? Well, the rumor is that they are legally obligated. They have to release... They have to release Skull and Bones. Like, they don't have a choice. They must. So. Or You Are the Witch. Oh, that... I mean, they said it's gonna be a very, very different Assassin's Creed. Yeah, so maybe you're the witch, and maybe you're running around doing bad stuff. Maybe you're a villain of sorts instead of the good guy. I don't know if they want to depart that much from the Assassin's Creed format. That would be a pretty big... That would be a pretty big departure. It'll be the Templars that are murdering innocent people under the guise of witches. Do all the AC games have the anima simulation thing? Not really. I mean, it's there in Origins and Odyssey and Val... I don't know about Valhalla. How much is it there in those games? It's super low-key. Like the original games, the the original, you know, the first handful, that was a super important part of the game was that you were actually not an assassin. You were a person in an animus controlling an assassin and you couldn't desync from history. So that way you could properly investigate what happened. Like you couldn't just like murder people in the streets, like just wanton open murder. And that was a huge element. It was very creative. It was an amazing idea and concept that gave them the ability to like constantly go back in time to historical locations and have a really creative story. AC Origins basically pressed the reset button and the Animus doesn't really play a role from that point on. Like it's there, but not really. It's not really the central driving force of driving force of the narrative anymore. It's the same in Valhalla. Yeah, and listen, I actually applaud that decision. There was a handful of Assassin's Creed games where, like, I'd have to go back and, like, walk around an office and check emails. I'm like, dude, I don't want to do this. It, it's creative, but I did not like it. I did not like how it felt. It was it was super, super game-halting. It, it was almost like you were suddenly in a different video game. You gotta be careful with the witch trials. That was actually... Just innocent women getting murdered for simply being a woman. Well, it was a handful of things, right? It was ra- it was rampant paranoia, you know. It was it was zealots and ideologues that believed that that kind of thing was going on. It wasn't like, yeah, we don't like women. I mean, that's incredibly reductionist. If you want to look at the actual sociological impacts of what led to that moment, it wasn't. Yeah, we don't gotta get all these women around here. It was there's a lot of very you know, I would call them zealots that convinced people that that type of thing was going on. I mean the Animus in Valhalla. You kill innocent civilians, you'll desync. Right. They still... Well, And that's the thing. They still maintain that idea that you have to be faithful to the character. You can't just decide to do whatever you want. Like, that's still a thing. That's true in lots of games, right? And sometimes there's no lore. There's no explanation. It's just this idea of, oh yeah, if if you do this, that it's a penalty and you fail the mission. I mean, that's in that's in like Hitman games, right? You can't just start open fire in a crowded area and be like, yeah, I I got the bad guy. They'll be like, no, you failed the mission. You can't do that. 
in similar fashion there's stealth games where if you get seen by the cameras or you trip the alarm you fail the mission there's no like desync of oh yeah you desync from what you were supposed to do you know what I mean Yo, Noberto, with 26 months and a VIP, love seeing those numbers going up, homie. Don't forget us little folks when you're at the top. I appreciate that, Noberto. Thank you very much. I'm still mad they killed Desmond. It's cool they make a connection between what you're doing in the past and how it affected the present. Right. Right. I think a cool concept for an Assassin's Creed game would be take a morality system and kind of take what you do in Detective... Uh, Detroit Become Human and create branching storyline impacts so if you're extremely violent and reckless and you cause lots of casualties that creates completely different branching story results than if like you're super careful and you there's no casualties you know you're constantly committed to starting over you're like no 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 I, I want to redo that mission like I don't want to be seen you know I guess I could see what you're saying, Mammon, that it could be touchy in today's climate, but, I mean, to a certain extent, witch trials is a historical thing that's commonly referred to, so, I don't know. Personally, I think today's cultural climate doesn't matter (laughs) for games and entertainment and media. I think we buy into false narratives on Twitter and think these people have power, and I just don't think that they do. Just make your games, make your art, make your music, do your thing. Like all these people eventually just they'll just get they'll move on to something else to be mad about. I I just think it's I think it's a lot of nothing a lot of the times. Um That's why they continue to have bad crops. That's right. I think a pure modern day Desmond game could have been cool. I want an Assassin's Creed game where you're a ninja. Well, Fahim Scott, you should get your wish in Assassin's Creed Red, right? Assassin's Creed Red will allegedly have two playable characters, a shinobi, a ninja, and a samurai, a shogun, right? Shogun and shinobi. So you'll have those two branching arcs. Now, I don't know if you choose one and just play the whole game as them and do you get basically the same story? Do you get a completely different story? Is it interwoven? Do you switch between the two characters? I, I don't know. They were going back to the past to relive those experiences to help them with things in the present. That's still the case now. They've toned back on how much likely those parts being in the lo- uh, parts being long in the tooth these days. Right, because you don't like... I never liked it. It's like, man, I'm trying to get back to my mission. I'm trying to get back to my stuff. I don't want to be walking around a cave or an office or whatever. It's like, put me back in the game. The thing that ruined the Animus for me was Origins because now they don't go down your bloodline pictures to get a DNA now of a descendant. Right, it's, it's less about maintaining a thread throughout history and that throughout history the thread is history itself it's like well you're going to go to this era of time and there will be assassins that sort of mirror this time period instead of oh it's so it's it's a descendant or it's this it's this maintained line um you know it, it, that that i think is i think a better decision honestly i think it frees them up 
to not always have to be so rigid with the story to not always have to have everything like oh no we got to stay in the animus we got it we got to keep this level of of uh of whatever like i don't i don't, I don't think they would have been able to stick with that i don't think it would have worked you also have to consider Imagine if they would have done that with Assassin's Creed Origins and Odyssey and Valhalla. A ton of people... Shogun is the samurai's boss. Oh, a Ronin. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Sorry. Yeah, a Ronin or, or a Shinobi. Um, it's Samurai or Shinobi is easier. It's, just, it's clear what we're trying to say. I think if they would have maintained that story arc... It would have been hard for the franchise to grow because you would always feel like, oh, I got to go back and play the originals. This is a 10-year running story. I need to go back and play. I don't have any idea who this person is. I don't have any idea what this stuff is. Now, obviously, you could do a like a recap at the beginning of the game, but you're still going to feel this sense of, oh, I missed out. I didn't get to I didn't get to experience the story that led up to this moment. When they go more episodic, you got Bayek, you got Avor, you got completely different characters in completely different times. You don't feel like when you're playing Valhalla, you don't feel like you need to go play AC Origins. Does that make sense? The narrative felt more interesting to me when they had the bloodline thread. But I see where you're coming from. The game had to evolve. Right, like I think it would have just constrained what they could do. It also would have made it really, really hard to have any sense of broad appeal. We, we, uh, we want other people to come in and play Assassin's Creed, but they feel like, oh, I've, I've, I've got to play the last seven games to figure out what in the world's going on. Instead of making a more iconic standalone game with its own character, its own location, its own story, you feel like, well, no, this is part nine in a long-standing story. That makes it really hard for people to, to jump in and play, I think. I would pay play the OG trilogy and then whatever one after you want to try. Oh, you're making a recommendation to people. Origin story did not grip me at all. Oh, I loved Bayek's story. I thought it was so good. I thought it was excellent. Yo, good morning, Abe. How are you? Good morning. Good to see you in chat, Hilly. Um, went from theme to Connor. It would have been cool going around his family. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree that having sort of like this long tail arc of a bloodline element to the story, I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but I also think it's, yeah, it's like what Cujo's saying. It's hard to draw in players when you're 10 games deep into the story. It's like, I don't have anything to tether to. I don't know who these characters are. Your twists and your turns, you know, your your twists and your turns are, aren't going to be as impactful and meaningful. Your big reveals, your big betrayals. It's like I don't I don't know what any of this is. What is all of this? As a father, I resonated with Bayek's story. Yeah, I mean that was one of the reasons I really resonated with Bayek's story. Is like as a dad, you know, the vengeance, the vengeance, revenge track. I, I think is 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 quite a strong one, you know. Valhalla was my favorite. I liked Valhalla. It's interesting how torn people are on Valhalla. I thought people were torn on like Origins and Odyssey. 
Yo, good morning, Feed. Good to see you in the chat. But Valhalla is the one that people either love it or they hate it. It's uh, There's not a lot of in-between. I feel like the story's never-ending. The Isu, Absurgo, never-ending. Huh? Odyssey is my favorite modern Assassin's Creed. Black Flag is my favorite old-school game. You liked Valhalla? I actually wish I would have had more time for Valhalla. I think I would have enjoyed it. I think I would have enjoyed investing in it and the live service and, and the ongoing nature. I think I would have enjoyed the rogue mode that they came up with, you know? I never got a chance to try any of that out. I just didn't have time. You have to be at a certain level and you have to have like a certain thing built in town if you want to try out the rogue mode, you know? It was way too big. I can't finish it, says Skiffy, so it annoys me. Still haven't played a moment of an Assassin's Creed game, says Zubair. Valhalla was pretty great for gameplay. It just got so big. I feel like Valhalla is essentially why you would want to go live service. Because you could make the really big world, and instead of making it bloated at launch, it would be bloated at the end of like a five-year period. Does that make sense? If you try... Imagine that Valhalla would have gone for five years slowly adding all that stuff so that at the end of five years if you tried to dive in you would say this game is so bloated instead of saying it's bloated at day one I, I honestly have said many times I think that's the solution for games like that sure stuff the map so full that it's obnoxious but take five years to do it does that make sense? Like, instead of doing it day one, so the player feels like their incentive, their completionist tendencies, their desire to go through everything, it almost folds in on itself. It's like, yeah, I'd love to do all of this, but it's seemingly impossible. You're giving me you're giving me paralysis. I couldn't do all of this. Valhalla was definitely the trial run uh, for live services, Dauntless. I have 300 hours in Valhalla. Not sure how I feel about that. I mean, did you enjoy your time? It sounds like you did. Well, you wouldn't go back that many times if you weren't enjoying your time. I'd rather not have a live service game. I know people are extremely averse to live service games. I get it. I, I think people are always worried you're going to get some thin, you know, cliche trope riddled game. But when games are that big and do that much, it's like, brother. Uh, you know, I, I, I feel like there's a huge opportunity there to get a lot of capital out of all that they've built. Instead of building this huge, massive game, you build this huge, massive game, and then you know, a year later, nobody's doing anything with it. You know, it's, it's like you have this humongous world. And you got all these spaces, all these places, all this, all these room for activities, right? And then you end up. Again, I think it solves the map bloat problem. Assassin's Creed games are notoriously criticized for map bloat, or I call it map puke. It's puke on the map. You don't have to do that if your game is going to go for five years. You can build the world on the map, but you don't need to stuff it like an overstuffed turkey at Thanksgiving. You don't need to do that. You can slowly add to it over the years. Now, and then the content could be more substantive. Instead of just copy and pasting the same six mission types in every city and town, 
you could thin that out and have your teams working on actual substantive content for what it's worth why how are those ranked though dauntless assassin's creed 2 assassin's creed origins black flag odyssey valhalla these are the top five games how are those being ranked though are they being ranked according to are they being ranked according to uh commercial success review scores what's the what's the basis for those rankings i don't feel like i would disagree with that i feel like that's a pretty strong i feel like brotherhood might be above two but i don't know i feel like for some people brotherhood and assassin's creed 2 blend together they do for me like ac brotherhood what was the release of that one I forget. 2010. And then Assassin's Creed 2 was the year before. Brotherhood felt like an extension of AC2, if my memory is correct. It's been such a long time since I've played them. Black Flag is just something that they have to drop. Skull and Bone. Oh, sorry. Skull and Bone something they have to drop. And the fact that you had to capture all that post to beat it up was stupid. To beat it was stupid. I'm not sure what you were talking about, Brain Eclipse. I didn't look at Kick for a minute. I'll never understand that, says JD from Space. People be like, I hate Valhalla. I played it for 80 hours and didn't finish. Like, that's a bad thing. Well, but here's the thing, JG from Space. If someone puts 80 hours in a game because they're hoping they're really really hoping to finish it and eventually like I said the sense of completionism the sense of doing everything folds in on them they feel buried by the game those 80 hours are not necessarily like cherished memories it's one it's almost one of resentment brotherhood above two blasphemy brotherhood was just a DLC to what was the best AC game period well, and that's the thing, Dauntless. Like I'm saying, I'm willing to admit that those two are like fused in my mind. When I think of the most popular Assassin's Creed game from back then, I always think Brotherhood. I don't know why. Again, maybe because like you're saying, it was like almost like an extension, like I just said a moment ago, it was like an extension of AC2. You say it's different back-ending content, but someone who starts five years later still gets the bloat. Don't need live service, just have what they call expansion packs. But wise man, I don't really care if someone comes to the game five years later and wants to complain about game bloat. That, that's, that was their choice. You, you can't ignore a game for five years and then get mad at the fact of like, well, I waited half a decade to check this game out and now there's too much to do. But that's on you. That, that's on you. Live service games do this all the time. What, go play ESO right now. Go play Elder Scrolls Online and complain about the fact that, like, oh, there's so much content here. I'll never get to it all. Oh, oh, okay. That's a personal problem. That's not a critique of the game. You came late. Oh, man. I'm just now getting into this TV show and I gotta watch five seasons to catch up? Y- y- yes. You waited. You slept on the show. That's your fault. It's not an indictment of the show's quality that you got to hack through that many seasons. Live service games, if you skip them and you ignore them and you don't play them, I mean, come on. Come on, there's nothing wrong wrong with that. 
All right, if you guys want to try and push it to 125, if you want to try and push it to 125, give me a second. I have a premiere today that is about uh, Starfield being the best shooter Bethesda ever made. And we are going to go to that video in about eight minutes. YouTube has continued to make it hard to do my full my full stream. I like to typically stream until about noon, but YouTube's making it very hard to do that. We tend to try to throw as many of you at a premiere as possible, and YouTube has made that incredibly difficult for the last week. So we're having to bail earlier and earlier um, to the premiere because we just lose all momentum when the platform acts squirrely. Um, So let me get it set up here and get you guys ready to go. Uh, and then we'll do a members-only debrief after this. Do you guys think Starfield is Bethesda's best shooter, or is it, is it going to be Bethesda's best shooter? We're going to go there in seven minutes. If you guys want to come with us, don't go anywhere. I'm going to gift all the members that I owe you. I'm going to gift all the members that I owe you in the next segment. Willie Kale says, come on, folks. We can hit 125 easy. He bumps it to 123. Now, the reason that I wait until we're in the premiere to gift memberships as it gives you the maximum amount of time to gift memberships uh, and enables us to take a bunch of people with us into a members only stream so thank you so much everybody who has been involved uh, with those efforts to get more and more people in our membership pool if you've never been here before make sure you hit subscribe guys consider hitting the, the like button we had a light turnout today that typically happens when we drill down into like one game all of the subscribers that don't care about Assassin's Creed, they'll just not, they won't click on this video. They don't care, right? There's lots of people that have no interest in AC. So you can still help this video out, though. The past broadcast will perform much better if we have a very, very good uh, amount of likes on the video. I'm going to go ahead and end the kickstream. Those of you that watch over on Kick, head over to YouTube if you want to watch this premiere about Starfield. Then if you want to hang out with the members, be sure to do that. DK Baker is going to help us and bumps it to 124. We're going to land this plane nicely on a 125, it looks like. That means I will owe you 25 gifted members. I will do those in the premiere. You guys have five minutes to uh, to gift any more members that you want. Uh, Games Radar has the top five. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I'm not asking who it's from. I'm asking... How are they ranking it? Is it just their own personal list? I thought, is it, you know, are we basing it off of commercial success? Are we basing it off of a metric? Are we basing it off of uh, reviews, rankings, you know, any of that? that? That's what I was curious about. Like, if it's their own ranking, I mean, cool. My ranking would probably be quite a bit different. Mine would be, mine would be sort of similar to Sven's. Yo, my man Biggie Smalls, right? New York and I remember you. I can say it now, right? And it takes it to 126, though. 126, because everybody's dropping singles all of a sudden. Rissick drops a single. Poe Buddy's Nerfic drops a single. And that takes us to... That was 125. 128. 128 on the day. Thank you guys so much. Javier Cotto and Poe Buddy's Nerfic and Rissick making sure we land the 125. Two away from a 20-bomb layup. Anything can happen in the next five minutes before we move over to this Starfield video. Um, You think Black Flag will implement RPG elements? I don't know if they would decide to do a remake, right? Oh, they called it their ranking. 
Well, yeah, right. Then I mean, I, everybody's going to have a different list. Everybody's going to have a different list. I mean, I'm always interested in people's lists, but the way you put it in the Discord, I was like, wait, where, where is this an official ranking somewhere? From you know, did somebody break down commercial success and review scores? Like, did somebody break down some way of of measuring it? Right. Thank you, everybody, for gifting members. Is are gifting members what's breaking chat? <laughs> I think that's what's breaking chat. I really do. Let me reload chat. No, my chat's fine. Well, maybe it's fine. Let me see if I can type. Test. I think chat died again. I think, I literally think gifting members is breaking chat. Like, you guys gifted those singles and then chats come to a dead stop once again. Man, oh man, YouTube. You've got to sort this out, man. You are killing me. Absolutely killing me. We're going to have some big days ahead of us with this FTC stuff finally coming uh, when we get our decision sometime this week, I imagine. We cannot have this going on. Testing one, two. Testing t-shirts coming back, question mark. Okay. There's no way that, that, that there's no way that, that there's only those handful of people talking. Good night. I can type. Yeah, my chat's fine. Seems like a lot of people went silent all at the same time, though. That is super abnormal. Super abnormal. My first AC game was Origins. I liked it so much I went back to the first game. Don't regret it. Oh, let me set up the redirect before it's uh, Order Till. There we go. Always got to get that saved. First AC game is Origins. I liked it so much I went back to the first game and don't regret it. I'm finishing up Valhalla DLC. Man, that's so much content. Gee, many Christmas. That's a lot of Assassin's Creed. Right? That is a lot of Assassin's Creed. Feed says, morning, good sir. Yeah, the chat messing up has Feed given me like three greetings today. That's like the third time he's greeted me. If Microsoft wins the FTC case, it's going to be super sad. It's only a matter of time before Diablo comes an Xbox exclusive. I'm not really worried about that in the immediate future. That's not the main concern. Good morning, Lone on Chat. Is chat broken? Uh, have you already talked about First Descendant? I There's nothing to talk about right now. I've not seen anything new, you know? Seems okay on my end. Could be the topic. No, I had people posting screenshots in Discord. They couldn't chat. Like, it just stopped working. It's happened multiple times today. It seems to be coinciding with gifting members. It's like it, it's like whatever they do to display the gifting member is like breaking chat for people. I've never had this many people and and been like, man, is chat messing up? And have you know, fifteen people respond. Usually, chat gets flooded. There's people right now that 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 are that are having the issue. So, all right, let's go over to this premiere. I we're we're gonna make the best of what we can with whatever YouTube's been having trouble with. Uh, I'm going to post a link in chat, and I am going to redirect you as well. Do me a favor. If you haven't hit like on this video, hit like. Try to go over and slam the likes on this new video, man. When YouTube's acting up, it hurts everything that we do, and you guys can help course correct that, all right? You guys can help. Um, thank you so much for uh, the the $2. I, can I get that out of chat? I highly doubt that's a real uh, user. Oh, it is. Well, thank you for the two spot. I'm not reading your username. I don't think it's clever to make the streamer say nasty stuff. So, guys, click the link in chat. I'll redirect you over there, and I'll see you over there uh, as well.